You're listening to a Chirp Radio podcast. For more interviews and stories, visit chirpradio.org slash podcasts. But now it's time I get to find my own way and I leave you lonely. This is Amanda Roscoe-Mayo for Chirp Radio and I am here at Lincoln Hall with Rayland Baxter. Hey, how's it going? Um, it is going well. How are you? I'm great, thanks. So, I mean, I have to ask because you just like played a wedding right now. Is yeah. that what happened? What? Um, uh, we played here with Green Sky Bluegrass a couple years ago at the House of Blues, and there was a couple at that show, and we opened up for Green Sky, and then they uh, took a liking to my music, and so they've come to every time we've played in Evanston twice and Shuba's once. They would have been here tonight, but they're getting married. They're getting married at Th- Th- Thalia Hall. They wrote me an email a month ago, like, bride surprised the husband. And she's like, hey, uh, I see you're playing. We're really bummed we can't make the show, but would you want to come play our wedding? Here's the situation. And I, I looked at it. I was like, immediately, I was, I was kind of like, oh, I don't know. That's a little weird for me. And then I thought about me being the groom. My favorite dude or dudette showed, and showed up at my wedding and sang a few songs. I'd be really stoked. So, uh, yeah, did it. What did you play? Upon their request, I played Yellow Eyes first, in their order. Bermuda Highway, My Morning Jacket cover, and then Mr. Rodriguez. It was nice. Like I, I sat behind the curtain. It was full stage crew and everything. And, and Thalia Hall, it was a big balcony up top. And the whole wedding party was in the balcony. And I didn't know what I was getting myself into. I didn't know what it looked like out there. And the curtain moves, and it's just a massive venue. Fully decorated dinner tables down on the floor. And then all the wedding party up top, and it looked like it was a weird feeling, you know. It was like a, like a I don't want to use the word communist party, okay? But it was like a political. Uh, just uh, it reminded me of that movie with Brad Pitt and uh, Inglorious Bastards, the movie theater scene at the end. Like everyone was dressed in black and white, and it was really proper. And I just like it took me four total seconds to be like okay i'm seeing this a spotlit husband and wife up top in the corner and then all the the party and it was beautiful so was it a surprise for the groom like did he not know you were coming he had no idea yeah and then i met him after and i would have stayed at the wedding if we didn't have a show so you're wearing a hat and i've noticed that there are no images in the world of you without a hat is there a thing with the hats that you want to tell me about um well, <laughs> you don't have to. more of just a cover-up for my bald head okay. you know so and like dwight yoakam or um i mean i don't know dwight yoakam is the only one that's pulled it off in my mind properly but um yeah i'm losing my hair so i keep a hat on Okay. Is there like a process of how you figure out what hat you want to wear every morning? No, I have like three or four that I always wear. But there'll be a point in my career where I'll take it off, you know. I just, I think I need to be 35 before I do that. I'm 34 now. Okay, so it's coming. Yeah. Uh, you know, my mom always told me to keep my hat on or else my brains would fall out as a kid. Not like she knew it was coming because, you know, the way it breaks down, uh, it's your mother's father, Hergy, and he's bald-ass Russian scientist. Do you remember that, like, Shel Silverstein ghost story from when we were kids about, like, the girl who wore the ribbon around her neck? Mm-mm. No. Was it in any of his books? Yeah, or... I think it was Shel Silverstein, but it may have just been one of those other, like, similarly-looking poetry-slash-you-know-ghost-story illustrated things but it was like she always wore a ribbon around her neck and then one day somebody took it off and her head fell off so that's how they found out that she always had to wear the ribbon around her neck wow i wonder that that's where my mom got it from because where the sidewalks in and the light in the attic was two books that floated around my house as a kid 
I could be wrong too, but I do remember that story. I just don't remember what book it's in. Yeah, let's remind. <laughs> Why do I wear a hat all the time? Um, Why do I wear a hat all the time? Because my my brains would fall out if I took it off. I noticed on social media that you capitalize all your L's every time you write something. Is there a story behind that? Well, the immediate story is that it got you paying attention, got you looking and wondering It definitely made me more present. And me as an advertising major in college, I like those things. I like those details. But the, uh, the maybe truth of it all is that maybe... My great-grandmother wrote love letters to her husband when, and during the Bolshevik Revolution in the weeks before he was during the Bolshevik Revolution. So maybe she wrote letters to him and capitalized her L's. Maybe not. Maybe I just started doing it because I uh, capitalized the L in my name for uh, during college and like email sign-offs and just sign-offs on letters and stuff. And then a lo- another story to that is when I was playing in Cleveland a couple years ago at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. When we played there, I was opening up for Grace Potter and the Nocturnals at the House of Blues. Different band, different same House of Blues, different city. We went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and they let bands and crew, if they're touring through Cleveland, go there for free. And it was just happened to be the Grateful Dead exhibit. And I went to Jerry Garcia's freaking set list. It was a poor time in his life. And I started capitalizing the L's years before I saw this. He capitalized his his L. In some, at some portion of his life, I just looked at I looked at set lists, I looked at song lyrics, and he did it. Yesterday morning, I was walking around. Me and Mr. Rodriguez on the wrong side of town. The streets were all empty. And the houses all burned down He reached in his pocket and he pulled out a crown And he said, you're so much like me, boy Step out of your dream Watch them all gather round, boy It's your turn to be king Cause you are the only one I do have a couple serious questions for you about your music <laughs> Um, so I, I read in an interview that you did that, um, that when you write on the road, a lot of times it's helpful to create voice memos so you can like kind of capture that snippet that's like going around in your head and that you time and, uh, date stamp them so that you can like recall the memory. And I like, I love that idea of like recalling a memory because I feel like I details fade and like, is, does it work? Do you act, can you actually yeah. just like, I put, put a location, a location. It's already dated just by recording, but I put a location like back of van in Kansas on highway or green room in um, Idaho, mm-hmm. you know, or uh, after conversation with Gerald, the clerk at the liquor store, whatever. And then, I can go by, back and do it. You know who told me about this was Matt Schultz, the lead singer of Cage the Elephant. He to, I, he, I was talking about my, my, my mem- voice memo game. He's like, you know what, right? Because he's a good friend of mine, and one of my, I, I really look up to him as a songwriter and a music professional and musician. He's a G. You know, he's, a G. he's only getting better, the whole band only getting better. But anyways, um, he told me, he's like, you should put locations so you can go back and and he's a dreamer. I'm a dreamer. Mm-hmm. We like get along on certain levels, you know, when we talk about dreaming and this life that we live in. And so, yeah, once I started doing that, but this last last record that I wrote over the last couple of years, I was able to go through when I had time in the studio or where I was living to write the songs last winter. I went through and I had big sheets on the wall 
and I, and I went through all the voice memos and I just d I wrote them down and then went through them uh, and crossed them off and tried to write a song for every memo and I just about did it I love that it's like an olfactory thing almost like mm -hmm. you, you know when you smell something and you're like taken back to that memory yeah totally I decided to take a hiatus from love this past year and um, you know a lot of a lot of like music of your genre in general tends to like go in that sort of direction or like deals with heartache or like new love and all those things so it was interesting for me this past month to like really re-listen to imaginary man because i wasn't in that space where i was trying to connect with it on like a heartache or like new love level and it totally like struck me in an intellectual poetry level so I thought that was really interesting for me, I guess, is because I feel like, you know, music is really emotional and that's how we connect to things. And I yeah. just like read it as super poetic. So I oh, guess that's yeah. more of a comment than a question. But I mean, no, Rugged Lovers, <laughs> um, Yellow Eyes, All in My Head, Lady of the Desert. Uh, they're all like, you know, I don't know, I can wear the shoes of a heartbroken man mm -hmm. quite easily. Yeah. And I ha maybe I have felt heart, heart you know, maybe I have I guess I have, but it's never been as in. I you know I could see somebody who's heartbroken and ri write about it and wear it, you know, which I think a creator of music or a songwriter you should be able to slide into somebody else's skin, just as easily or probably easier than your own skin, you know. Yeah. My last question, I guess, is what can you tell me about new music? I mean, it's been mm -hmm. a couple of years since you released something, so I expect, I expect something's probably coming soon. Yeah. So finished recording the album in September, and it's done. It's mixed. When I go back to Nashville, um, I will go do the photo shoots for the album cover. And then, uh, I don't know, I'm hoping, I don't want to say release date, but it'll be this the first half of this year. But it's cool. It's it's uh, it's the evolution of the first and the second albums. <clears throat> Anything jarring to expect? Um. Yeah. I mean, there's just like you know, there's they're well crafted songs, which is what I was, which was what I'm obsessed with. Mm -hmm. Like, what makes a good song? How do I get away with saying what I want to say lyrically, mm -hmm. singing the way I want to sing melodically, but putting it in a form that people can easily get a hold of um, as many people as possible I want the songs to reach them and let them and be a platform for their dreaming like all the my favorite songs but you can't do that in like avant-garde you can't you can but like the way I go about who I am as a person I, I'm not gonna like blend it all into some psychedelic kind of thing or uh, strip it completely down so I'm gonna Take the advice of John Lennon and George Harrison and Bob Dylan and David Bowie mm -hmm. and Matt Schultz and Harry Nielsen okay. and Leonard Cohen and Billy Swayze. Billy Swayze. I'm on the edge of my seat. Billy, Billy Swayze. <laughs> King Thunder. Thunder King. Is there specific advice or is it just to... Oh, from Billy Swayze? <laughs> yeah. God, do that thing that makes your heart crank, boy. It's pretty much what he says. You gotta feel it. You gotta feel it. I think that we should probably end on that because I don't have any questions that could possibly top that. Thank you so much for speaking with me. This was a real pleasure. Uh, thanks for um, speaking with me. So this has been Amanda Roscoe Mayo with Raylan Baxter at Lincoln Hall for Chirp Radio. Thanks There's for tuning in. There's an empty field along the road for all the rugged love.
You can find this and other interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcast. Chirp Radio, hear what's next. Not a place I'd like to be. But it's where I spend the night with you. We're rugged.